Hi everyone, you're listening to Candidly Laura, a podcast for adventure seekers and personal development junkies. Laura is a digital nomad who always tells it like she sees it. She loves talking about travel, entrepreneurship, dogs, and more. What are you up to today, Laura? I am up to no good. Okay, that's not exactly true. Um, It has been one year, and it has been like seven months since I've done a podcast. And I have to say, um, I'll post this on my Instagram feed, but like the amount of views from those 43 episodes has been kind of crazy just to watch it sort of ebb and flow even though I haven't recorded anything since January um so it is season two that's what I decided because I wanted to get back on and start telling you what I've been doing where I've been um and what the plan is for the next couple of months what I've learned all of the goodness. So thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to Candidly Laura. I am Laura. So I landed um, outside of Asheville, North Carolina in the middle of June. Nope, January. It is July now. I'm super happy with the Airbnb that I got. Um, Those of you that are around last season, I had some issues with some Airbnb stuff and this person actually went off Airbnb's platform with me. Um, And so we entered into a rental agreement. We did a month to month. I've been paying them on PayPal. And going off Airbnb's platform, especially for this long amount of time, was so beneficial. I ended up saving, honestly, close to $600 a month by going off platform. And certainly in looking at where my next stops are going to be, I, yesterday, really came to the conclusion that I don't know how much more sustainable this sort of roam around life is when one of my main goals is to have my own house or condo or something. Um, So that's something in the next couple months I'm really going to look at. Um, Not only looking at where can I be where it's cheaper and where can I be where it's closer to the ocean because that is something really quite unexpected in this entire journey of roaming around the United States that I have learned is the ocean is like my happy place. And if you can be at the ocean, you and you love the ocean, you should be at the ocean. So I'm super excited. I'm in talks right now of returning to a little bit further south than I was for a couple months last year, but hopefully it all works out. I should know in the next couple of days. Um, so after Asheville, in middle of September, I'm actually going to go further inland towards um, Chattanooga, where a good friend is and has a one-year-old, which I'm very excited to hang out with them for a few weeks. And then if everything goes as planned, I will be somewhere on the coast. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll be within a half hour of the ocean, and it'll just depend on which city and where I can find a place. Um, you guys, looking at, so one of the ideas, sorry, let me recap. So those of you that are just joining, I started in Wisconsin, drove into Canada, spent some time in Toronto, then some time in Quebec City, then drove down upstate New York. Um, That didn't work out, so then I jetted straight south to the ocean, then I went back up north to Maryland, and then I jumped on over to here in Asheville. So that's been the last year. And when I got to Asheville, it really became clear that even a month sometimes isn't long enough to be in a place um, to not feel like you're just like moving all the time. And honestly, not enough time in a place for me to feel like I've given myself enough space to rest on the weekends and I haven't had to like go places all the time. And also that I'm being able to be creative, 
doing podcasts, doing stuff with my side hustles, which I'm going to tell you about one that I just started. Um, So I, in my pursuit of finding the best balance of life, I am going to do probably six weeks in Chattanooga, but then I think from there forward, depending on what I find as far as price-wise, I think I'm going to go with six months is kind of the most, and ideal is probably three, maybe even four. Um, And four sounds nice, especially if I keep doing this. Um, Four sounds nice to just be like every year in three different places um, instead of like seven (laughs) or 12. Um, So that's sort of some thoughts on the roaming around. I am working really hard to make sure I stay off of the Airbnb platform, especially if it's going to be longer than a month, um, just because it makes so much financial sense. Um, And the place where I'm staying right now, they wanted a little security deposit and then they wanted last month's rent. So it was actually kind of nice in July to give them my last month's rent so that as I'm setting up my next couple of spots, um, I have the ability to have a little more cash in my pocket. So that has been something that I've also been looking at. Part of the reason why I was able to do it a little bit cheaper in the first half of this year was because I was planning pretty far out in advance. And what I felt good about doing pretty far in advance is I was balancing less expensive with more expensive. So like the house that I was in in Quebec City for two months was gorgeous and was a little over $3,000 a month. And like that's a big chunk of change to be spending on a house by yourself when you're not a bazillionaire. So when I'm looking at rentals closer, like even now looking at something in September, a lot of the stuff is already booked up or is booked up for part of the time that I want. And even though I'm flexible, now I'm not flexible in my my leave date here. And if you're not renting for at least a month, then it's expensive. So a lot of what I've been finding has been at a minimum 2500 or 2700 because of the time proximity and maybe just because of the, where I am um, in the universe. And then I'm not willing to be really more than a half hour away from a major city um, because it's just not worth it. Then you don't get a, a fair flavor. And then it's it's a lot bigger of a deal just to get down someplace. So I did the other day, I was looking at my must-do in Asheville list. And um, it's, you know, seven months later and I still have things that I haven't done. I do have some friends coming in um, this weekend. So that will be very exciting to do more touristy things and knock a couple more things off my list. Um, and I, there's just so many things that I want to tell you about. I'm not even really sure where to start. Okay. So here are some things I actually remembered. I had made a list <laughs> and it's called one year, one year. Can you believe it? Yeah, me neither. So, um, like I told you, the first thing on my list was that a month is too fast. The second thing on my list is, it's a question that a lot of people have asked me. And I'm surprised, and I'll tell you why I'm surprised. So a lot of people have asked, are you lonely? But they didn't ask me if I was lonely living by myself in a city, where yeah, I knew friends, but that didn't necessarily mean that I was seeing them very often. And I think we under, mm, I don't know what the word is. We sort of underthink, it's not the right word, I'll come up with it probably tomorrow, but we don't necessarily give credit to how lonely it is just to be a single person in general. 
Um, and there are people everywhere. And that's something I think I've really learned these last couple of months is that if I want friends, I really just have to go somewhere and start talking to people. And I am at times extroverted enough. I will start a conversation with anyone. There's a number of really cute coffee shops that have sort of bar seating, which is really nice. Um, and a lot of breweries, a lot of places where there just are people, especially in this Asheville area or people outside or festivals or farmers markets or whatever. So that's been a really big lesson and I kind of wish I had honestly learned it a couple of years ago is that there are people everywhere and there are ways to meet them um, I was really lucky to join a book club who actually a friend of a friend also decided that he wanted to do this book club with me so that was nice and then a couple of the people that I had become Instagram friends with I was also able to meet them and then just doing the dating thing which I have been doing um, pretty regularly very honestly I've probably gone on a dozen dates in the last four or five months um, and that's just another good way to get to know people and to go experience different places for the most part I'm I'm not scared of really going anywhere by myself but the sort of nicerest restaurants it is nice to have people to go with um, the third thing on my list is oh my goodness so many ticks and I probably should have thought of this because I'm in the pictures of this Airbnb. You can see that it's pretty wooded. Um, but I really underestimated how big of a difference a winter makes as far as the ticks go. And ticks used to really give me the heebie-jeebies. Like, they're kind of the only species where it, like, it makes my whole body shiver because they're just so freaking gross and like damaging, right? Like, I know too many people that have had Lyme's disease. I don't ever want it. But what happens when you're around so many dicks, dicks, oh my gosh, ticks, not dicks. I hope no one under the age of 17 is listening to this. Um, ticks, T-I-C-K-A-C-K-S, oh my goodness, um, is I can now just pick them up and flick them off of my dog. And that is something that before I came to Asheville, I could not do. So what I used to do is, and I still keep, um, a lint roller in my car because that's kind of the easiest way to get a lot of them off. Luckily, it's for the most part only been like three or four and then one or two. Willow always gets more than Tucker does. I think that's just because her she's always in the grass and her hair, she's taller, her hair is longer. I don't know. But now I can pick them up and flick them. And I used to, I have packing tape in my car. I still do. And I used to get the packing tape out and packing tape, get them and close them so that I didn't have to touch them. Now I just grab that sucker and flick it. Another couple things that um, I was unexpected I don't know why I didn't think about it, but when it came to be a year since I had had my remote job, that was in April. And that was the first time that I really came full circle and understood this was has been the longest that I have had a job where I was consistently paid in my entire adult life. Um, because even in college, it was intermittent hours here and there. Um, because of school and because of theater and everything else I was doing. And then for the most part, even the longest contracts I've had in theater have been six, seven, eight, nine months max. So to be paid for 12 whole months every other week, we did get a little raise in January, so it did change the amount, but it still was the longest I've had a consistent paycheck. And the reason why I thought of it is that one day I went into Target and... I didn't have to think at all about what I was buying or how much it was going to be. And it wasn't until I was leaving the store 
But I actually realized that I wasn't, while I was shopping, calculating the price in my head. I didn't go into the store having going, okay, so this trip can only be $80 because of XYZ in my checking account. And that was a huge wave of, oh my gosh, I feel so adult. It feels really adult to know how much money you have and that you can spend $200 at Target and you aren't going to have to move money out of savings and you're still going to eat and put gas in your car. So that was a huge thing about being on the road and the sort of the freedom that I have with staying in different places. And much of that could not have happened if I didn't have the job that I have. The other thing that came really, I didn't know until I was here in Asheville, um, I had needed a dog break really badly. And I didn't honestly know until I found a place here that I liked, that was daycare and boarding, um, because we hadn't for six plus months, they hadn't gone and been boarded or had daycare at all. And that's one of the things I love them so much, but it really does, when you become the only person that can take them out or take care of them and feed them and take them to the vet and all of those things, when there's no one else to balance the daily needs of the dogs, and many of the places we were staying didn't have fenced in backyards, even though that doesn't change how much you still have to care for them, it does help sort of the mental load of, I could, instead of taking them immediately outside here, I could open the door and make my coffee and have a cup of coffee outside while they, you know, smell things and peed on things. So when I boarded them for the first time and like took a little vacation because friends came in town, I, I honestly, I dropped them off and I started crying because I was, I was really grateful for the break. And I know now I can't go six months again without at least having one or two weekends or a week dog free even if I'm not going on vacation just to have that break in schedule and the mental break of having other things to take care of because sometimes <laughs> taking care of myself is honestly could be a full-time job this past week I really realized actually probably two weeks now doesn't matter um, I realized how much my clothes have been bothering me and I didn't realize this until I've been trying to be a little more businessy on my business, on my real job calls. And I got really sick of just kind of wearing the same things when I was trying to like put myself together. Um, and I don't want more clothes. In fact, I actually kind of want less clothes because ideally I want it just to fit the clothes I'm traveling with to fit in one suitcase. And right now it's a little bit over. And I have added just like a couple t-shirt tank toppy things. Anyway, so getting bored with clothes was a hurdle that I wanted to get over. And I, two weeks ago, signed up for Newly, N-U-U-L-Y. And it is a rental program for clothes. They send you six pieces. It's $100 a month. And you can pause anytime. But you get to pick them out, of course. And they have a bunch of great brands, including Anthropology. So you get to rent some really expensive stuff and wear it for a month and then send it back and they dry clean it. And it's a cool service. I probably won't do it every month. I'll probably just do it, you know, every other. Because in my head, I can justify $600 because that's what I would spend on new clothes that was like kind of cheap anyway. Instead, I'm spending $600 on expensive good things. But $1,200 feels like I couldn't justify it. But there might be a day where I say, okay, you can justify that expense. 
So two other new things for my birthday, I bought myself laser hair removal, which I'm sure I'll tell you all about at another time. It was a splurge, kind of spur of the moment thing. I had seen a couple people talk about it and then coincidentally, my sister started working for a laser hair removal place. And every single person that talked about it was like, this is the most magical thing. I cannot believe I didn't do it earlier. It is worth every single penny. So I said, 40th birthday, this is a great time to splurge on yourself. And I did, of course, they had the like sign up, the no interest until you pay it all. And it is kind of like a car payment every month. <laughs> so that's not my favorite. But the idea, um, the company that I signed up with, it's unlimited sessions and touch-ups and that's for my whole life so if in 10 years from now my hormones all change and I need another session or two or three it's totally taken care of and just something about the idea of like not having to shave my legs or my armpits for the next 50 years was like this is well worth the dollars okay and then the second thing that I was just telling a couple people about that I've been looking into this week and I'm sure I'll have another episode all about later is looking at Amazon influencers which is different than Amazon associates so Amazon associates they just allow you to be able to link different things and then you can put them in your newsletter or on your social feeds and people click on that link and they buy something then you get a little residual couple of cents or I mean I think the most residual I've ever gotten was like 42 cents um but there are some people that are making like especially the big blogs are making quite a bit of money just off of amazon associates but a couple years ago they started amazon influencers and they specifically get paid um again this whole residual thing like people have to watch your stuff or click on your stuff um but you do video reviews and the people that are making some pretty decent money consistently worked at it for five or six months and um, I watched a couple of YouTubes, I watched a couple of TikToks, and it is, what's really nice about it is that no one's saying this is a get rich quick. Everyone is saying this is something that if you do consistently for a decent amount of time, there are billions and billions of products on Amazon. There's, it is not at all saturated with reviews. And if you put in the time, you will eventually start making $50 a day and then $100 a day. And if you keep going, it's gonna escalate. And part of what piqued my interest is because I started seeing what some of these people made during Prime Day for Amazon Prime Days, which were just a week ago. And um, one of the girls, of course, uh, some of these results are outliers, but an extra $100 a day is a big deal. An extra $50 a day is a big deal. And what's nice about this is that, you know, you make your 30 or 45 or one minute review of a product that you've already bought and then you could get residual for that for years, right? If it, go, if it goes well. So I started today, I <laughs> uploaded a bunch of videos. It is a process where you have to have a bit of a social media following. It doesn't have to be a lot and you don't have to share things on it. They just like, I think have to see that you're a real person. And um, I uploaded some videos, so they have to approve those before I can do more. But I, of course I love projects. Um, one of the YouTubers that I found that was telling videos about this, so she started seven months ago and was only like really starting the first month and said she started to pay a little bit more attention the second month and a, and a little more the third and then a lot more the fourth. And she in the last six months made over $100,000. 
and she said it was just like a snowball like it really just started small and then just kept building and building and building she does have now over 3,000 reviews so she was hustling for a while there to get that many reviews up and to have a robust uh, robust following and so people can follow your store you can have a store and then you have individual reviews on individual products anyway it is free to sign up and what was really interesting about this is that I started looking around at all the stuff that I either could have bought on Amazon or I did buy on Amazon because that's a cool thing is that you can review unverified purchases as long as you can hold it or see it or take a video of it like if it's your shoes or your rug or whatever so it doesn't even have to be things that you bought at, on Amazon um, they do cap how many non-verified reviews you can do every week um, but many of the things I have bought on Amazon over the years so I'm excited to see how that works out. I will give you more information if I get approved and then um, I'll give you like a one month and a four month. Here's all the things that I've, that I've done. I saw this thing on TikTok. I just thought of this. So evidently to be in the top 1% of podcasts, just in general, you have to have um, at least 20 episodes. Most people, I forget what the number was, but it was somewhere in the 80s or 90s, percent of people that start podcasts don't make it past like episode five. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I did 43 in six months. I feel like I should be super proud of that. Um, anyway, but that's totally fun and silly. Okay, so I've told you where I'm going to be. I've told you some things I've learned in the last year. I've told you a couple things that are going on. Um, I think that's a good update for episode, season two, episode one. Welcome back. I will not make any promises about how often I'm going to do this. I am for sure committed to getting at least another 43 in the next six months. Um, maybe I should say eight months, 43 in the next eight months. I don't know. I'm going to be here more often, and I have many more subjects to talk about. I mean, in this episode alone, I think I just told you four other topics that I have to talk about. Anyway, my friends, thanks for tuning in. I love you all. I will see you around the internet.